0: This is the Sermon Podcast for Salem Presbyterian Church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Thanks for listening. To learn more about our church, visit SalempresWs.org. That's Salempresws.org. We believe preaching is best when experience is part of the larger drama of God's people gathering. Something spiritually unique happens when God's people are together. We meet each Sunday to let the liturgy shape us to hear preaching and to take the Lord's Supper. And these acts are more robust when done together. Usually we meet Sunday evenings in downtown Winston-Salem at 600 Holly Avenue. We hope to return to that soon. And as you enjoy this podcast, we hope you'll come with us when we can gather in person. Okay. Yeah,
1: so uh, first of all, um why don't we meet on zoom actually two people have asked that Mm -hmm. and i think it's a great question and we debated it and it's a great platform and i have preached um at ruf wake forest through zoom and it was wonderful um but i think it's it's better when you have a set number of people and don't have as many visitors um i would say if you if you want people to be welcomed in who who don't um normally come or you don't even know whether they're gonna be out there or not i think this is probably a ble- better platform so for the sake of the mission of the church is why well, we chose this yeah.
0: yeah and and they're not mutually exclusive i mean we yeah. right before this service
1: ben and i were joking
0: we, we're a very low-tech church mm-hmm. uh deliberately but right now there's uh two ipads two iphones no three ipads two iphones and a laptop <laughs> so um i don't think there's anything really stopping us. No. That's the thing we've mentioned. If I would love it if somebody wanted to host some yeah. Zoom groups. If you've got more than one device, um, go for it. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, we're just we're just putting the <clears throat> services out through YouTube and Instagram, particularly yeah. because they're easier for broadcasting and a little more stable. Uh, but. Uh, i would love it if people had yeah. zoom an, on while watching the broadcast and could even yeah. be typing with each other and also if you wanted to use uh aol instant messenger
1: mm. i'm just kidding i
0: don't <laughs> that's going still,
1: back that still exists <laughs> going way back yeah this is probably a good time to talk about paternalism too yeah okay yeah yeah why don't you start on okay that? i would just, just say that we don't want to be paternalistic we don't want to control anyone um <laughs> in terms of what you're doing we have to decide as a session as a church the leadership what we're going to put out there but you can do all sorts of things that we haven't thought of and we're not going to restrict things that you do um, yeah so you continue down that okay yeah I mean you're
0: the one that really introduced <clears throat> that for me and I, I think the phrase that you and I have used a lot is that we ha- are not at all interested in being a regulatory body right uh, the thing that we're in tension with there is that we have a responsibility to or we have to figure out what is responsible for us so there's a few things that we think we're responsible for which is like do we think it's responsible to gather people at calvary moravian right now and the answer is we don't yeah but beyond that that's where we also wanted to say we're not saying things about how people gather outside of that mm-hmm. you know so for instance um i think and hope that people who uh i i think there's lots of people in our church who couldn't do this because they're going to be exposed in certain ways but maybe you're you and your neighbor like there's so many there's a surprising number of people at salem who live right next door to someone who mm-hmm. goes to salem mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they're just doing quarantine life together and then i hope they will watch the services mm-hmm. together um and it, it, you know if the infections reduce and we things are becoming less and less restrictive but we're not quite gathering in a large group i i hope that people will uh figure out how to gather together um mm-hmm. in their homes and so, in that case, it's that's where that's the difference between paternalism and responsibility. Yeah. If we want to be paternalistic, we would say you better not <clears throat> gather together mm-hmm. in, in body at all. And instead, what we're saying is we don't think it's responsible for us mm-hmm. to open the entire institution. Yeah. Is that what you? Have any yeah, thoughts that's that great.
1: I, yeah. Okay. Um, and then another question was, what are other PCA churches in this area doing? Yeah, and in the in the nation at large, and I went to a meeting with four the four uh four of the Winston Salem churches, uh so that was actually yeah Redeemer us Trinity and Hope, and we were all on slightly different pages, but for the most part on the same page. Um, I would say that in general, from what I've seen in the PCA, people are doing a lot of the same stuff. This generally this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know a PCA church that is currently meeting even in other states. Do you? I don't. Uh, and then um you maybe can speak more to the presbytery too
0: yeah i well i actually don't know (laughs) right now
1: but (laughs) we did a redeemer uh we 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 know
0: that redeemer is um in a somewhat similar position to Mm -hmm. us they obviously have their building uh which is different calvary moravian not a pca church but also similar to us though they have not rolled out what they're going to do yet they're uh their elder board is meeting tomorrow night mm-hmm. but i think in one of the question i don't know if this is getting into uh sticky territory you can just punch me in the arm <laughs> but that same question just mentioned that the lawsuit against the governor um that question did mm-hmm, there was a lawsuit oh yeah, against, did, yeah. Uh,
1: didn't so, we f- we filed that lawsuit Didn't. no <laughs> oh, my so goodness. just, just <laughs> when i thought i was being a little you just decided to jump over the line
0: with, oh man! Keep going. Never sorry. mind. No, it's okay. That <laughs> reminded me of a story that's not not for here, but um, uh, yeah. I and so I think this person was troubled by the witness of the church, mm-hmm. and I also received an email that uh, asked about that as well, and I think um, that gets into um, we don't want to be, and we said in our email that that we don't want to be beholden to, uh, living in fear. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, we want to, uh, so we don't want to like fear gathering together, yeah. but we do want to be obedient. And I think that there is a argument to be made that you could, uh, that there are people who are, who are afraid right now, Mm-hmm. and in our society. And even if you think they're being a little overblown, um, I think the church doing things that set, that respects that anxiety in those people is a loving witness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That doesn't mean that we have to say, uh, well, we're never going to go back or we're going to yield completely to our culture. Mm-hmm. But there are people who are legitimately scared for good reason. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think there's something loving to those who are not believers in the church being able to say, Hmm, we can wait a little bit longer because we, we don't want you to be afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> are there um, other ones on? The- yeah. One other question was, um, why can't we meet outside Oh, yeah. Socially distanced at, at phase two. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that, I think the answer is uh, we can and we want to. Yeah. Um, we That is a little finicky uh, from a couple of angles, like figuring out children, location, weather. So there's a lot of variables there. So we don't know if it's the best option for week-to-week worship, but we've committed already as a session mm-hmm. that... When we're in phase two, you know, as soon as, as early as June, we're going to be, we're going to try to do some communion services that are outdoors in the flesh where I'm playing music, Ben's preaching, uh, and people can take communion so that Mm -hmm. the service, none of the service would be streamed that day. It would just be that you come and, um however you're comfortable however far you are from people and yep. we don't know where or the exact date of that but
1: but we, we want to do, do that we do want to do that every time we meet as a session uh, we all agree that we yearn for communion and we know that we're um, we are responsible for making a spiritual decision as a session to not be serving communion right now mm-hmm. and that really weighs on us so uh, if you're feeling that we're probably feeling that more than you are It's because we know that's we're going to be the ones ultimately held accountable about that decision. It's very hard. So, yeah. yeah. Have we gotten, I think I got some text, but. Yeah, I've got one. are okay. you looking at texts? <clears throat>
0: um, this says, Is the. To whom should I send your message? Yeah, who do, to whom shall you... I. Don't
1: know why she started oh, talking? She's got a very formal way about
0: her. Um, is the session in complete agreement on the plan? Uh, I would say definitely. Uh, we met yeah. for uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to, to our ruling elders because they have sacrificed a ton of time to talk about this. They uh, we met three Mondays in a row, and we've talked about it at every one of those meetings as well as doing some outside meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been something that we've agonized about, uh, wrestling with, I think. Yep. The session is in complete agreement on a number of angles. Um one, we're all aching to be together. Like no one in the session is like, This has been yeah. pretty neat. I'm not too you know, I think everybody is eager for things. I think um that if people don't have kids, small kids on the session, they're empathetic to those who do, and that this is a really hard way to do worship. Um I think that I know a lot of our session members have talked to people who are having to stream the service alone, and um, we talked a lot about that. So, I mean, you you should know that uh, we've talked about individual members a lot Mm -hmm. during all of these conversations. It was very relational. It was not some sort of board meeting. Uh, There was a lot of prayer and discussion and the reading of Scripture. And I would say for the most part, our conversations have been revolving around wisdom not um not matters of pragmatism um so for one thing we talked about the fact that um even if the government says we can reopen but our society is struggling to flatten the curve uh, that we might have to wait a little bit longer mm-hmm. because we want to be a part of the solution in our society as a church in other words just our uh liberty to gather it was not our only consideration mm-hmm. Um do you have anything you want to add to that?
1: No, I think you said that really well. Yeah. Okay. What you got? Um let's see, I got
0: there's one on YouTube, I'll add. Okay.
1: I just got a text, someone said it looks like Redeemer is gonna take their time getting back to the normal schedule. So I don't that's not specific, but that goes back to the second question.
0: Yes, yeah. I I do think that um, if you're wanting to ask like what PCA churches in the area are doing, I think um, our, their plan is more specific than ours. If you wanted to read, they I think they may have put out a document. Mm-hmm. At least we read it. Yeah. Um, or we we our document um, was written in concert with Giorgio. He actually gave us his mm-hmm. before, so that was a really great thing. So shout out to Giorgio mm-hmm. and being yes, Presbyterian you, and working together so if you read their document um a lot of our information was based off of that mm-hmm.
1: i do have one here yeah uh how does this pandemic fit into reformed eschatology is this like one of the 12 plagues of egypt predicted in the book of daniel mm. <laughs> Did you i think that that's one? a joke <laughs> given the source i know I think,
0: I Yeah. Think that's a joke i think that's actually i all right so i'm gonna let's let's do a mini podcast here okay i'm gonna interview you so first of all can you define succinctly for like a 10 year old reformed eschatology what reformed eschatology means
1: eschatology means how things are going to end and so one potential scenarios if you've read left behind that series of books um Reformed eschatology is we have a certain way of thinking about how things are going to end and the end times. And that is that right now we're in the end times. We're not waiting for this thing to start happening. That When Jesus came, he brought the end times. And so uh, I like to think of it as like a, a tidal wave that's about to crash and you're feeling the first sprays of it. You know, if you're in that, if you're trying to surf it, you're feeling that huge wave already now. So the end times are happening right now. And uh, so a lot of the, the tribulation that we're in is the groaning of creation as the new creation is breaking in. And this old world that is, um, you know, governed by the power as opposed to God um, doesn't like it. And so, yes, there are going to be lots of wars and rumors of wars, um, but reformed eschatology does not think that there's going to be this thousand year reign at some point in the future that right now the and reign that's occurs.
0: a thing from the book of revelation yes that thousand that year thousand reign year we reign. believe yes. that all of the book of revelation yeah is is a metaphorical
1: yeah uh,
0: or figurative yeah. illustration mm-hmm. of a true rea- historical reality yeah
1: yeah and a lot of it happened already uh in the time when John was writing mhm so a lot of those things that happened in his time when he was writing um, in the first century with persecution from Nero, he's just saying those things happening now are going to keep happening till he comes again. And again, remember the crashing wave. He's pretty much here already. Like it's happening. It's so soon. And when
0: that, so that wave began with Jesus and then when it crashes, yes. will,
1: will we be raptured? <laughs> no. Okay. The word rapture is not in the Bible. Okay. The idea is not in the Bible. And so it's not true. Okay, and
0: that, that, that's going to be new to a lot of... Yeah. That is probably surprising to people. Yeah. But if you read, it's not that's not there. No. So it won't be raptured. We right. won't be raptured. And will uh, the earth be destroyed and then we become celestial floating <laughs> creatures?
1: No, but it does say um, that the elements will be melted down. And so something, you know... There's a transformation. There's some transformation when Jesus comes down. But, but we don't go up we don't get beamed up to a non-physical world the heaven comes down to earth and and this whole world uh the world will be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea yeah and and like uh really
0: it's that um this dimension is not perfect, but the dimension where God dwells is yes, and they come together yeah and that's what yeah. the wave is and so right now creation is groaning including yeah. the- cre- coronavirus. Yeah. But we also have hope. Yeah. Because yeah. Jesus, the wave is already moving. And that's not a scary That's it's I a, guess that's a what good way to to get it's at a good it's, wave. Yeah. It's not like, because tidal wave, I didn't realize this. You and I. If you're a great surfer, it's maybe like a really perfect. We are like way of getting off topic, but I love this. <laughs> um. You and I both did not grow up in the church if people right. didn't know that. So I became a Christian when I was 18, and you became a Christian 21. Yeah. So I only learned like 2 or 3 years ago that people have a lot of PTSD from left behind like yeah, children. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, my, I always thought left behind did. was fun funny to make yeah. fun of like oh Kirk Cameron and like if you're or <laughs> like the the yeah anyways.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but but there is a lot of fear in people about the end times and rapture and Yeah. Um and that's not biblical. We did not Someone actually asked, did y'all consult Kirk Cameron for that answer? And I'm just going to go ahead and, and say, we consulted uh, John Calvin.
1: And then N.T. Mic drop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a couple more.
1: Someone said it's taking everything in them not to send funny questions. I think they should. I keep was saying. just going to
0: text that person. <laughs> um, we have one from YouTube that I will ask. Um, where should I put it? Okay. What's the theological significance of communion? Why take it each week? Mm. Why can only ordain an ordained well, yeah. minister administer communion, <clears throat> and why haven't we created a drive-through delivery of the body? So I, I'm gonna take the last one <laughs> if that's okay, because I think the first three, um, I would say in this time we probably can't address it as well as we
1: did isn't that
0: available and that's a yeah, yeah. so we did a whole Q&A like this uh from uh i don't know 6 weeks ago maybe yeah. and uh we we went into all three of those uh first three questions about ordination the significance of communion as a sacrament and why we believe that you have to be ordained or should be is probably a better mm-hmm, way to mm-hmm. put it um, but I think the why haven't we created a drive yeah, through a delivery one. of the body is a good one because we've actually talked about that. Um, is that what our solution is to the current phase that we're in? And there's a couple of reasons why we haven't, but I think the two really significant ones are that uh well, let me just start with the historical side of this for us as Americans, which is that if you grew up if you didn't grow up in Scotland in between the fifth or or uh
1: or Belgium, yeah, or, the uh, Netherlands, that the Netherlands, yeah. uh
0: Switzerland it, Oh, in the last five hundred years, which I'm guessing is a lot of you, <laughs> you didn't grow up, yeah. then your view of communion is probably quite warped from what the historic church believes and that's true of me too. So uh, Francis Chan, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a pastor. He used to say that uh, he's hes about my height. He's like five foot six. I met him once. And he would tell the story about how when he was 21, he went to China and finally met his family. He was a second generation in, from an immigrant family. He went to his rural village and everyone kept saying in Chinese you are so tall. (laughs) He was mind-blowingly tall as this five foot six man. And he said, I didn't have the heart to break it to them, but it wasn't that I'm so tall. It's that you're all so short. And the point of him telling that story was that so much of our spiritual understandings come from the culture Mm -hmm. around us and and comparing that. And I think that that relates to communion the analogies for communion throughout scripture are um it ties back to the levitical festivals it the feasts uh the fellowship offering in leviticus 3 i think it is it ties to the passover, passover. yeah um it is of course tied to the last supper and then in the book of acts and also in 1 corinthians we get these stories of these house churches having meals and that the, and so it is a feast, it's a meal that mm-hmm. one of the most important aspects of it is this, that you're taking it in body with a group of people. Yeah. It is not a dispensation of the mind. It is an actual physical dispensation that in a mysterious way always involves other people. Yeah. So, we wouldn't do a drive through because I know you can technically eat food in your car, and many Americans do <laughs> but uh, but that's not a feast no yeah. no one no I've never been to a wedding where the reception where the cake was handed out now of course, maybe that is how weddings are happening during the coronavirus, but I think that um since the Lord's Supper is yes, a means of grace, but also a huge signifier of the future feast that we will have with christ then we have to honor that in spirit by actually having a meal Mm -hmm. together that is preceded by Mm -hmm. hearing each other's voices together and the preached word together yeah you want to add that
1: yeah i would say um weekly communion in acts 242 through 47 they broke bread. Uh, it sounds like regularly, not just once a month, not just you know once a year. I think it was regular, weekly on the Lord's Day. First Corinthians eleven, Paul says, when you come together, you know you you're you're supposed to do this. He talks about the Lord's Supper when you meet. So I think the scriptures teach that. Um, I know John Calvin believed that, that that you should serve it every week. Um, it was stopped mostly in the Middle Ages partly because I didn't want to serve the wine cuz it cost too much. Um I would say that the the togetherness of it is is also important. It's part of the symbol just as the wine and the bread are part of the symbol. So if you dropped it on someone's doorstep and they ate it alone, it's not the full. It's not the symbol. The symbol, the sign is not being represented. Mhm. Yeah. Um just like if you pulled out some bread and had some wine in your in your fridge and just took them, that's not the Lord's Supper. Yeah. So it's not about the elements themselves. That's uh, I believe that's an error that a lot of Catholics fall into in their thinking that it's actual super, like superstitious about those elements.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and The only other thing I'll mention, and this this was on the little podcast that we did on this, which I I would recommend you listen to, is um, I mentioned a story about how the the thing that really altered my mind on this, well, let me just proceed it quickly by saying that one of the things that I think has helped our session is that uh, some of the guys on the session who grew up in PCA churches have a view of communion to me. That's really beautiful and made me realize that mine is somewhat undeveloped, Mm. underdeveloped. Um, And I really trust Mm -hmm. them because when they start talking, I'm like, Wow, that they've been doing this for their whole life, mm-hmm. whole lives since they uh, confessed that Jesus is Lord after their baptism, and their view of it, they can't. The idea of like the drive-through thing, it's it's not even that it offends them theologically or it's not right. It's it's really like uh, they can't imagine it. It's like it would be like playing basketball on a grass hill. Mm-hmm. It's just something that to them, it's just, that doesn't make sense. It's it, it's just, it's not sensible. It doesn't, it's just dissonant. Yeah. And uh, our church in Boston that I mentioned last time, uh, they used to tell us to talk to each other during communion uh, because they wanted to teach us that, you know, the Lord's Supper is a supper. It's a banquet feast. There's no example of the Lord's Supper being this thing where you get your individually packaged item that you return to your seat. And then mm. with sober mind, you quiet yourself and hope to conjure some sort of mm-hmm. uh, special message from Jesus. It's a feast. It is yeah. communal. And so we're not living a feasting or communal mm-hmm.
1: life. If I can just add one thing about the why ministers only. We, I get that a lot. Um, yeah, Because of the answer is because of what we just said because it's not intuitive, it's not easy. Um, the question almost assumes that anybody could do this, you know, like um, anybody could bake a cake. And it's, it's just not. It's something that takes a lot of theological wisdom. And um, so, for instance, uh, you might have one communion server in a house somewhere that would say, you know, anybody can take this. Yeah. You want this? Come on in. Or another would that would say, unless you have lived a perfect life this week, you are not allowed to take this. Yes. And those could easily happen. Or somebody might say, let's just do, uh, chips, uh, nacho chips and Coke. I mean, I've heard that that's happened and these are just all ways that it can really go wrong. So, yeah,
0: that makes me think of, uh, just to bring some, something, uh, From the higher culture in Mm -hmm. from the office there's uh there's an episode where they're trying to explain to michael that he cannot use the warehouse equipment (laughs) and it doesn't and he doesn't understand why he as the boss cannot (laughs) use the warehouse equipment and it's because he does not know how to operate forklift (laughs) or the baler you know, and they, they keep saying you can't use the forklift and he says I can and I will <laughs> or uh, he talks about using the baler and he just says it's a big trash compactor and they say no it's not it can crush the human body and I think you know those are good examples because they don't think that a forklift or a baler for instance are not things that uh, you necessarily need to have a higher education or it doesn't make you better than someone right it just means that you've learned how to not harm people <laughs> and i really think that that yeah. is what's going on with the lord's yeah. supper we're not in some priestly class yeah. or anything it's that um there can be great harm done and that's why the lord appointed elders and you can mm-hmm. read the pastoral epistles to give yeah. our context for that
1: yeah um
0: oh, got other ones
1: Somebody said, "Whoa, baking take baking cakes take skill." So I apologize for that analogy.
0: Well, oh, I, I thought I, you I, were saying that not anyone can
1: bake a cake. It's not as easy as just baking a cake.
0: Oh well, then I agree with the objection. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm at the kind where you like you, you know, Betty Crocker box. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I was on thin ice. I
0: I now challenge you to <laughs> okay. bake a cake for next week. <laughs> We'll so when i come it. in here i'll have a cake we'll eat a cake <laughs> okay. there's a request for us to do an open q a every week any questions well and that too what do you think of it no, like right week? now no just maybe in the next week or two yeah that would be good what if we do A Q&A about all theological
1: questions then and we've the cake at we'll that. eat cake <laughs> and you're gonna bake it i'll make it and i can't use a betty crocker
0: and margie can't help you <laughs> okay Cooper and Ricky can.
1: <laughs> okay. Cooper and Ricky. Yeah. Cooper actually. Can How's Ricky
0: loose. in the kitchen?
1: Yeah, he's got an apron now. He so. it, <laughs> and he's a their, little chef's hat. This is their dog, by the way. is their dog, yes.
0: Okay, I think we've gotten to everything on.
1: Somebody did ask about the Rapture, but. Yeah, when what does that get... verse mean about one person taken up and another left behind? Matthew twenty four. And I would say that was uh, Jesus talking about when the Romans come, and uh, they're going to destroy um, Jerusalem. They're going to they're going to destroy the temple, and when that happens, it's going to happen really fast. And so you might be out in the field, and you look back, and the next thing you know, your your child's gone, or you know your parents are gone. So it's his war- It's it's in those. Passages where he's talking about the coming destruction, mm-hmm. which I think both refers to. Again, go back right to the way like it refers to the tribulations then, but also it has a larger meaning of a final tribulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all I I had from questions. Did you have anything more?
0: I don't believe so. Let me just. There's none on Instagram, and.
1: Uh, and there's is there anyone watching anymore? YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, we still have twenty nine
0: oh, people. Thirty four people. Okay. So Okay. Well thanks everybody. Yeah, thank you for your uh, questions. We do welcome your continued feedback and uh mm-hmm. we uh, Yeah, we're we're thankful for you as a church and continuing mm-hmm. together. And somebody take up this Zoom thing. I think that's a good idea. How would that work again? So uh, they would just
1: uh, start a Zoom thing yeah, just, during just it?
0: Start doing some Zoom until we
1: figure this out during the worship service they would all get a zoom call yeah Yeah,
0: be on a zoom call and you can
1: see each other yeah and hear each other sing even
0: yeah
1: yeah that's a good idea
0: you want to close this in prayer
1: yeah Uh, thank you God for our community and it does feel like there's some semblance of it just in texts and questions and people watching and um, this kind of feedback it's it's wonderful just to remember that we're not just looking at a screen and um, just reminds me also that there's a supernatural world that we never see and there are creatures that we have yet to see that are interacting and responding Mm -hmm. and engaging and and certainly father you father son and spirit are always engaged always watching always on the other side of our prayers and you have this, you've got this, it's in your hands. We're frustrated, um, but we know this is part of the creation groaning, uh, worth eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God and the daughters of the king. Um, that creation is on tiptoe right now. <clears throat> it was subjected to futility, um, but that was only in hopes of... Uh, this liberation from bondage to decay and uh, the glorious freedom of the children of God. And we look forward to not only the end of the coronavirus, but the end of the virus of sin in this whole world and the corruption and the the hurt relationships, the broken relationships and the terrible things we've done and been done to us. We just look forward to the the second coming uh, of Christ when you will bring just that great, Crash of glory on this planet. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Okay, thanks, y'all. Mm-hmm. Have a good evening. Thanks.
1: Yeah, thanks.